Are you addicted to bad boys or bad girls? We'll find out in another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose as she shares with you eight points that may show you are addicted to toxic relationships. She also shares a couple of ways to overcome the tendency to attract them. Let's get started. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. I want to talk today about addiction, which is a word that's not used a whole lot anymore around substances, etc. Now it's substance abuse issues. What I want to talk about is addicted to toxic people. Do you have people in your life who you feel like you're literally addicted to? And there's ways to know and, and you're going to find, because it's very real and it's a very real struggle. For a lot of people, they find that they may end up in relationship after relationship after relationship, and they can't seem to find anybody they can count on, depend on. Um, and why do they do that? What is Why is there a pattern that people tend to pick their significant others that do all these things that make you feel bad about yourself? Um, now, don't get me wrong. You're not addicted. If you've only been dating one person that was really a horrible person, then that's not an addiction or even considered close to that mindset. Um, I'm talking about serial dating or meeting up with people that seem to have the similar types of personalities. And so what I want to do is I want to share with you eight signs that you're addicted to bad relationships. Okay. And how to break the cycle. Um, I'll give you some tips on how to stop the process as well. So the first one is you've never been able to find emotional support from a partner for a Oh, by the way, before we go any further, I'm going to be pulling cards from the romance angels at the end of this. So please don't go away. Okay. Listen all the way through. Um, so let's go back to, you've never been able to find emotional support from a partner. A lot of that kind of mindset or thinking tends to go, uh, toxic relationships tend to lean us towards our, uh, lifestyle that we developed as we were growing up. Healthy relationships begin when you're a child. And if you haven't had the kind of healthy relationship you needed as a child, there's a very good chance that you're going to not look for that those things you do need because you're not accustomed to having them in the first place. So having emotional support from a partner, if it's never been a part of your story, you don't know what that feels like and you don't know what that looks like. So you're going to be drawn to uh, significant others that um, don't understand you very much and, and don't want to listen to you. Um, and so you want to ask yourself, have any of your significant others been kind to you and actually listened to you? Or are they there when you need it the most? Uh, have you ever been completely certain of how supportive any of them would have been if, say, somebody got sick uh, or you got sick or you were involved in an accident? You know, if, you, if you've been wondering, like, what would happen if I was to get really sick? What would happen to me? If it concerns you and it causes anxiety, there's a good chance you're addicted to a poor relationship. And the second is you subconsciously seek partners who always seem to make you feel bad about yourself. So you just get to a place in your business or you get to a place in your, where you live or on the meal that you just cooked, or maybe uh, the, the, the bonus you just got at work and you immediately go to your partner and you tell them all your good news and they 
just put you down. They bring you down. They treat you like crap. And they and then you find yourself, they don't cheer you on. They don't even support what you're really doing. Like who wants to be brought down like that? But we do it to ourselves. And f- for years, um, people make others question their own self-worth. And so when you're treated like badly, you just find yourself wanting them even more and unable to justify why they didn't think you're good enough to be treated the right way. And spending a lot of time trying to make yourself perfect so that no one will reject you. Sounds crazy, but that could be what happened for you at home. Psychology Today says another sign of a toxic relationship is one where your partner continuously makes you feel like you're stupid. Things they would say like maybe you probably wouldn't understand it. And so regardless of how your partners have directly brought you down, it's 100% worth breaking that cycle because if they make you feel stupid, you need to cross out stupid and add smart. Okay. Number three, your partners often go missing for long periods of time without even telling you where they are, what they're doing. And they themselves may have some addictive behaviors like um, they may be addicted to sports or or gambling or drinking or some other type of addiction. And they have an addiction that they lie about, that they tell you stories about. And it's pretty shady when they disappear for no reason and you can't seem to track them down. Um, Cheating is also another part of this. Um, and we still put up with it. And so if you've noticed that many of your relationships, your partner disappears for lengthy periods of time and you've no clue where or why they've gone, worry about it. Be concerned. You deserve to be treated with respect and you deserve to be treated well. Again, according to psychology today, this could mean you're left feeling like you're out of sight, out of mind. And you know something that is, we're, we're butting right up against narcissism here, but we're not going to go there. I really want to just deal with these, these particular eight issues. You regularly date, this is the fourth one, you regularly date people who test your morals. So you're the good girl attracted to the bad guy, the bad boy, or you're the good boy attracted to the bad girl. If you don't want to be wrapped up in bad, immoral behavior that breaks your moral code, then you need to break the habit of dating these kind of people. And it's not only a toxic one, likely, but it could ultimately lead you to big trouble with with your health, could damage your health for sure, the trouble with the law, and maybe even a whole lot more. So number five, you've caught more than one person lying about something serious. If you are attracted to people who continually lie, if you have different people in your life who who have come and gone, significant others, and they all seem to come across as liars, recognize that that is a lack of of, um, trustworthiness. And if you look over small, less insignificant lies and focus on the big ones, Um, big ones are those that are covering up things like cheating or taking money from you or others or seriously harming another person, et cetera. These types of relationships are so terrible, not only because you've set yourself up to be lied to over and over again by partners in the future, because it's not the one, it's a bunch. Also, because it might force you to lie too, to cover up for them. So when somebody lies to you a lot, and then it looks like they're going to get caught, you caring for them will find yourself lying because you're feeling shame and you're ashamed of their behavior. So now you're caught in that same cycle. Number six, you pick partners that make you feel more sad than happy. What kind of days are you having with your significant others? When you get into a relationship, you know, I had a friend and this was a man who I really adored. He was just amazing. 
And whenever he was on his own, he was single, he would be all down and blue a little bit, you know, sort of because he didn't have a relationship. But he was generally happy and he felt really good and his life was really good. And then when he'd get into a relationship, he was like, he had a noose around his neck and a ring through his nose. He did not know which way to turn because he literally gave up his power and let them take over his emotional set point. So it means that, I mean, you can be sad in a relationship, of course, but if you're sad in most relationships, then you've convinced yourself that's what the way, that's the way people are when they date. Many people out there are in healthy relationships that make them feel truly happy. And when you're just going through photos of couples, et cetera, on the socials, and they look genuinely happy, chances are they really are that happy, especially if they've chosen the right person. And these people sought out the love they knew they deserved, and you can too. Number seven, you've never experienced true compromise in a relationship. This is huge. Somebody who is toxic that you've been going to, and this is again on over and over, but you've never had a relationship where you really felt like they were going to meet you halfway. In fact, there are people addicted to toxic relationships that when they do start to date, if they're not ready, they haven't gotten over their own insecurities, then they'll meet somebody that will compromise in the relationship and meet them halfway, but they will, they'll punt them to the curb. They won't accept that person in their life because they're used to being treated poorly. And there are good people out there that you can draw to you, but they won't stick around if you're asking them to treat you poorly, if they're people that don't want to treat you badly. And it might just be another hit on your confidence uh, as you're wondering what prevents other people from meeting you halfway when you are in a relationship that has no compromise. Relationships are all about compromise. It's just what relationships are. You meet each other halfway. You don't fret. You don't think you should fret. But a lack of compromise on your partner's end is huge, and it can lead to disaster down the road. And number eight, the last one, you faced emotional or physical abuse on multiple occasions. This is very, very dangerous, and it's not to be taken lightly. It should be something we should never accept time and again in relationship. If you've been in an abusive relationship, whether emotionally or physically, and you made it out of that relationship, it's unbelievably brave and something that should make you feel strong. However, if you feel yourself getting into another similar relationship, remind yourself what you're worth and get out immediately. Now, we've come to terms with what those being addicted to bad relationships, what the signs are. How do we break the cycle? What is it that we need to do? And there are some things that, first of all, if it's a current partner who's mistreating you, it's time to officially cut ties. How do you do that? That's really, really hard. That can be very, very challenging. And it can really bring people to a place where they're just going to say, it's easier to be where I'm familiar than it is to try and change and, and go on. What if I'm alone for the rest of my life? What if, what if, what if, what if? But it's easier said than done to end a relationship. Realize even though how happy you'll be in the end when you've landed in a relationship that actually makes you feel really, really good about yourself. Psychology Today says the better we understand ourselves, the better we'll be able to choose partners who support us just as we support them. So at this point, you'll finally be able to go after people who are right for you. Moving forward, what you might want to consider doing is to start trying to keep notes. Keep a journal. Journaling can provide a few benefits. You're looking to disconnect from a toxic relationship, including 
uh, a written reminder. So if you journal about the stuff that's gone wrong, if you have a written reminder that you can go back to and it tells you why you're leaving the relationship when you feel like reconsidering. So if you're, you're thinking of getting out, maybe um, a written something you wrote that talks about, hey, this is really not a good place for me to be, will spur you on and help you make that decision or stick to it. Helping you to reconnect with yourself by writing a journal. You can really establish a clearer vision of your own goals and your dreams. And it can also help you identify and process difficult emotions. You know, um, substance abuse is not people. People are not a substance. So with this, these type of addictions or the word addiction being applied here is very different than when we're talking about substance abuse. Okay. Um, another tip for you is consider reconnecting with a hobby or a goal, something that you would really like to used to really like to do that you gave up in pursuit of these people that needed you so much and that you were trying so hard to please. Um, if you feel disconnected from yourself, maybe you really liked music or you were an artist or you like to dance, um, but look for what motivates you and what are your potential areas of interest. And when you found an answer, consider dedicating time every day to explore that hobby or work towards the goal you've set. This will really help you pull your self-esteem back into a place where it's really going to be good for you. Somatic therapy is another Another option, over-dependency, of course, on a partner can be maladaptive and unproductive for coping with difficult emotions. So somatic therapy might be a way to go, and you may want to find a somatic therapist that can really, a trained therapist, you can try to work through these different um, needs that you might have in developing emotional regulation skills. And somatic therapy can work for you. Trying inner child work. This can really actually do you some really real good. Inner child work focuses on reconnecting with your inner child to help you overcome emotional dependency in relationships. Now, remember, I did say that a lot of our inability to connect to healthy, wholesome relationships comes from our childhood relationships. And, uh, and it's a lot of work, but it's so worth it if you can get past that faith or belief that you have in yourself as not being worthy, being able to actually uh, address those, those feelings of shame that you developed as a child or developing some self-compassion so that you can actually uh, work through these emotions. And again, a trauma, a trauma bonding is very big there too, but a trauma-informed therapist can guide you through the process of inner child work. You can also practice some aspects of it on your own. Um, consider a support group. There's a lot of people interested in joining support groups and you might find a local group with the concept of love addiction or whatnot. That's a little harder, I think, to find, but different forms of therapy can really help. So although addiction to a person isn't a formal medical diagnosis, it's possible to fall into a pattern of emotional dependency on others. Breaking out of this relationship pattern can be difficult, and it often means getting to the root of what's causing your dependency. Um, a lot of people will struggle with PTSD if they came up through difficult childhood situations, and PTSD itself is, is causes some dependency. So it maybe you just aren't haven't learned ever how to healthy have healthy emotional regulation strategies. Patience, patience be patient, and be self-compassionate. It can really, really help you through this process. Okay? So 
I hope that's going to help you just a little bit. But, you know, don't be hesitating. Don't hesitate at any point ever to find a therapist. Um, don't hesitate because they're a good therapy. There's nothing that can replace it. And uh, it can make a huge difference for you. Now, I picked a couple of cards from the Romance Angels, and I have two of them here. And one of them is called Flirt. And it says, extend your lighthearted energy to others. When you do that, if it's not reciprocated, walk away. Walk away. If you extend your lighthearted energy to others and they poo-poo on your parade, walk away. Maybe run. Run away. And the next card is, it's safe for you to love. Open your heart to give and receive the highest energy of all, which is love. Allow yourself to receive love. Don't feel like you haven't got a choice. Don't feel like you must settle for being treated as less than. Okay? So be good to yourself. Treat yourself with respect. Thank you for popping in. I hope this gives you a little bit of guidance. And I look forward to talking to you again next time. Namaste. And I'll see you again from Sharon Rose. Thank you for listening to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. If you love listening to this podcast, we have one little favor to ask you. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you love learning from Sharon, well, she's got a few great courses that are ongoing. Why don't you register for Kitchen Witchin? It's on now. All you have to do for more information is go to kitchenwitchin.ca. Or if you'd like to book an appointment with Sharon for a reading, or if you'd like to know more about Sharon, her psychic services, coaching sessions, and more workshops, go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. We'll talk to you next time.